the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And Lundy, the no home run parlay play is sweeping the nation right now because uh, I keep hitting these damn things. And, you know, I, I've been talking to a lot of people on social media, some people in the betting space, uh, some people that are casual players, some baseball uh, aficionados that are out there. And, and most of them, uh, based on the temperature of the water, were extremely hesitant in my uh, backing and steadfast belief in the no home run parlay, but it's working. And for people that say that batter versus pitcher doesn't matter, uh, I would like you to check the scoreboard from last night because there are many instances where it absolutely does matter if you have a large enough sample size and a history, a long history of success. You know, you're going to have some batters going to have a ton of success against pitchers or lack thereof if they have struggled recognizing the pitches off a particular hurler's hand. But like J.P. Crawford last night, I think it was like 7 for 12 lifetime uh, uh, against the pitcher for the Texas Rangers, and he absolutely teed off on him like early on in the game, went yard immediately. I mean, it does matter. Not all the time is it going to be foolproof, but many a time it is. So uh, that is part of the background baked into this no home run parlay play for today, as it is every day, along with some other gut feels and, of course, some meteorological impacts. So let's go ahead and dive in right now, and you tell me which one you feel is going to screw this sucker up. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt does not go yard. Ozzy Albies uh, making another appearance here this week. He does not go yard. Zach Collins, a backstop for the Toronto Blue Jays. He does not eclipse the fence. And Luke Voigt, weak wood for him tonight against Julio Urias and the L.A. Dodgers. All four of those do not go over the, the fence. It is minus 104 at Bet MGM. Now, let me give you a little bit of background here as to why I think another of these guys are going to round the bases. Uh, Goldschmidt, zero home runs this season at 41 at-bats. He's going up against the rookie sensation, the hard-throwing hurler that is Hunter Green, who is averaging, oh, just a mere 100.4 miles per hour with his fastball. Now, Goldschmidt historically one of the best fastball hitters in Major League Baseball, but given his early season trip out of the box, uh, I'm going to fade him and fade him hard because I, I just think he is going to get blown away by Green's heater. Now, Ozzy Albies, uh, he's got five dingers uh, so far on this season, uh, but just two for nine. Lifetime against Trevor Rogers, who is going to ramp up his pitch count for the Miami Marlins. Uh, I just don't like the matchup there on paper. Does have a handful of Ks against him in his career. Uh, meanwhile, Zach Collins, just two home runs and 24 at-bats this season, and he's going up against Justin Verlander of the Strohs, and Collins is a lefty swinger, and Verlander this season against left-handers, uh, they are hitting uh, just uh, two hits in 29 at-bats, so well south of the Mendoza line, so a bad paper matchup there. And then Luke Voigt, zero home runs this season, and 39 at-bats, and going up against Urias, a southpaw, uh, Voight against left-handers on the year, batting just a buck eighty-two. So again, Goldschmidt, Albies, Zach Collins, Luke Voigt. Which one of those you believe touches them all and sinks my ticket? Um, I, I actually I like this ticket, but if I had to pick somebody that's going to screw you, I'm going to go with Albies. Um, just because you, you, you know him he's got last time. 
Yeah, I just keep going back to the same. Look, he's he's good, man. He's got five dongs on the year. I know he does. I know. He um, does. I mean, he's got five. I, I agree with the pitching matchup. Like I said, I think this is a good one, but he's got five. Now, three of his came against the Padres, um, right? In this, I think it was against the, uh, the series against the Padres that he managed to hit three of the five that he's done. He had like three games in a row um, that he had a round tripper. But uh, if anybody's going to screw it up, it's going to be him. Um, I think, which probably means it's going to wind up being one of the other ones. Well, hopefully it'll be none of the above, and Daddy cashes another winner on the No Home Run Parlay. Fade or follow, as we always say here on the podcast, that is up to you. And with that, let's get to it on this Freaky Friday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lundy, as we always do here, the NHL uh, rounding out the regular season. We're getting very close, inching ever so slightly toward the postseason. And I know you love the NHL playoffs. Uh, It is one of the uh, more uh, contested and challenging and really just energetic and entertaining events on the sports calendar every single year. But uh, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. What do you like in the National Hockey League on this Friday, amigo? Uh, I got a good pick for you here, but first I want to give a little uh, hat tip to Guy Lafleur, who uh, passed away. It was announced this morning. The uh, Montreal Canadian, just absolute legend. Um, Just one stat I want to throw out there about Lafleur, and I remember, um, I I just, I just remember this guy because I remember going, his name's Guy. Why are they calling him Guy? That was one of my first (laughs) introductions to hockey. Was understanding that not all the names were going to be easy for me to pronounce when I was a kid, Um, but. Brad, you go back to the late 70s. He had six consecutive seasons where he had over 50 goals and over 100 points. Wow. Um, He was a five-time Stanley Cup champion with the Canadians back when the Habs were just absolutely dominating the NHL. So I just wanted to do a little hat tip there. The Canadians announced this morning that he passed away at the age of 70. Um, He had been dealing with lung cancer. So uh, just a little hat tip to him. Now on to making some money. The Colorado Avalanche uh, will be on the road. They are taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, A little bit of a dip right now happening for the Avs. Now part of that is because they are comfortably in control in the Western Conference. They've already... uh, Uh, clinched the top seed in the West. They will have uh, home ice all the way through the Western side of the playoffs. And then it's just a matter of what happens with the president's trophy uh, in terms of if they were to make it to the final, but up against the Oilers, the abs have been resting guys lately. They've got guys that are kind of banged up just a little bit. They're trying to get healthy before they get to the postseason, which is why I think they're on a little bit of this dip. Um, I don't like the money line on either side with this one because these two teams play each other tightly, but I love the under on the six and a half goals uh, total in this game, which you can get right now at DraftKings at plus 100. Why do I like the under? Well, first of all, the last two times these teams have played, it has gone to overtime. One of them was three to two. One of them was two to one. I'm no math major, but that is under six and a half. Also, with both of these teams gearing up to the postseason, I think we're going to see just a really physical game tonight. These teams are both more than capable of eclipsing the six and a half, but the way they've been playing each other lately, it has been um, hard checking, it has been physical, and I think that's going to keep the goal total down. And if DraftKings is going to give it to me at plus odds, I'm going to take it. So Colorado Edmonton under six and a half. Under at plus odds? 
Oh, yeah, call me a buyer. Number four. All right, let's move on to Major League Baseball. It's about the only place where I'm actually winning anything here of late. Uh, just fade me. Uh, when we have the NBA playoff picks a little bit later on this podcast, Lonnie, I think I've hit one of like my last 13 bets. It's ridiculous. I, I cannot win a ticket to save my life. But baseball, a little bit different story. And let's go to one of the surprise stories of this early season. It's got to be the Oakland A's uh, because this team is scoring runs unexpectedly. Uh, You know, nobody is showing up to the games out of protest uh, due to ownership and management not putting their best foot forward and and trying to make this team competitive. But they have been competing, to be honest with you. Yeah, they have an unsightly 290 on base percentage. Uh, but with the 14 home runs, uh, they have touched home plate early and often. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over on Oakland tonight. Three and a half runs at plus 100 available right now at BetMGM. They're taking on the Texas Rangers there by the Bay. I uh, got Glenn Otto on the mound for the Rangers. Uh, and in six starts in 2021, Lundy. Yikes, a 9.26 ERA. In fact, the last time he went to O-Town, he had eight earned runs, and that was in one of those six starts uh, a season ago. Now, Oakland, as I mentioned, uh, they're putting runs on the board. 66 total runs uh, in Major League Baseball. That is number three overall in the league, averaging 4.7 per game. Again, the long ball's been good to them. I haven't been getting on base, so not drawing a ton of walks. or really getting a lot of hole, a lot of singles, or even you know extra base hits outside of the homers. But because of those round trippers, uh, they're putting a lot of crooked numbers on the scoreboard. So, supreme pitching matchup. And with the A's swinging a hot bat, I love this over at plus odds. Again, three and a half runs at BetMGM. Fade or follow. I will follow on this one. I, I I agree with you. Very surprised at what the A's are doing. But this is what you can do early on in the season, right? Take advantage of maybe some trends that are going to ultimately uh, sort of even themselves out. It's like it's kind of like what's going on with the Colorado Rockies right now. They're playing really well. They'll eventually come back down to earth because, well, it's the Rockies. It's the Rockies. Yeah. But you might as well enjoy the run right now while you can because if they're going to cash tickets for you do it and right now oakland's been doing that uh, the the nice win last night that they had at home against the o's um winning it six to four i mean i just ride this hand until it bucks you because if it's going to put some cash in your account you can bet against oakland later but you might as well roll with it right now yeah do it for the bash brothers old school baby bet on the a's Number three. All right, let's go again to the diamond, and let's talk about one of the rookie sensations out there, and a guy that uh, alongside Seiya Suzuki in the National League is a front runner for NL Rookie of the Year. I'm talking about Hunter Green. Uh, really one of the only silver linings to what has other been uh, otherwise been a disastrous start for the Cincinnati Reds club. Uh, right now, the dregs of the keg in the National League, but Green is the future and the present of this rotation and franchise as a whole. Uh, he's taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. They are the great American ballpark, and I'm taking the over on five and a half strikeouts. Uh, he has cashed easily in his first two turns of the rotation on the K prop. Uh, usually it's been set at four and a half and usually a plus money. So it's the first time we've seen it five and a half, uh, but he's still crushing that. So 10.1 innings pitched so far this season at 11.32 K per nine. And here's the good news on top of that. 
a 1.74 walks per nine mark. So the command, the control is there. Five innings pitch, he had seven strikeouts against Atlanta's debut. Five and a third innings pitch against the vaunted Dodgers lineup. He had six strikeouts. Now the Cardinals, uh, they have struck out the second fewest times in Major League Baseball this year, but they haven't seen the stuff of Hunter Green. Again, a guy that is clocking right now at 100.4 miles per hour with the average heater, and he's got a plus change and a plus slider to boot. So we're going to be rolling in the green tonight, Lundy, on this over five-and-a-half strikeouts against St. Louis, minus 105 at DraftKings. Fader follow. God, I liked it a lot better when they were giving him four and a half, Brad, than well, five and a half. Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, damn it. Well, because I agree with you that St. You know, Louis does not strike out often. Um, and and I, I agree that Green's got this stuff. I am so worried that Captain Hook's going to come into this, man. Oh, and we are. And we are going to get, we are. I, I, I'm going to fade you. I think he All finishes right. with, I think he goes right at five. Um you know, I, I, I don't know why, a little bit of a gut feel here, but I think he finishes and the hook comes into play. As good as he is, you know, and he's faced a couple of really good lineups in, in L.A. and Atlanta, um, so it's not like St. Louis is going gonna, is gonna to frighten him. Um, but I'm going to say that Captain Hook comes into play. I'm going to fade you and say he finishes at five. <sighs> Come on, Captain Hook. Stay at bay. Stick around for my top picks of the day, I guess in the NBA playoffs, plus bonus time, not only in the association, but also the NHL and Major League Baseball. Number two. All right, Lundy, again, I've been lousy in the NBA, so uh, by all means, folks, fade away here. Uh, But eventually, the ship is going to right, and a lot of those red streaks uh, that are currently displayed on my spreadsheet will turn green. And maybe this will be one of those uh, lucky selections. But I'm going to take the under on Kyle Lowry. 20.5 points plus assists. Minus 116 at FanDuel. You look at what Kyle Lowry's done uh, here in this series against the ATL. Uh, 11 combined and 19 combined in games one and two. And you look at the regular season, he was only over this one time in three matchups. So in total, he's been over this one time in five matchups. Uh, not a, a high volume shooter. He's only averaging eight field goal attempts per game. He's shooting a decent amount from outside at 37.5%. Uh, but, you know, from the floor, under 40% as a whole. Now you look at. Atlanta, uh, they're giving up 1.162 points per possession so far in the playoffs. So, you know, that uh, defense has been overly forgiving. I, I think the Hawks are going to be competitive in this game. Though everybody and their great-grandmother, I think, is betting on every favorite tonight. Uh, in fact, I looked at BetMGM. They sent out an email this morning of uh, the disparity and the splits and the spread ticket action and the handle in all three games. So Miami... Milwaukee and Phoenix, they are all favored. And uh, Milwaukee is at 77% right now, the public spread tickets, uh, and like 75% the handle. Miami almost identical. And Phoenix at 80 and 80 apiece. So uh, people believe in that chalk is going to reign supreme, but it could be a doggy dog world. It's a crazy mixed up world. It's a doggy dog world. Old school Snoop right there. 
uh, tonight in the NBA. But Kyle Lowry, for the sake of this particular part of the fade five, again, I think he uh, tucks under 20.5 points plus assists. Minus 116 at FanDuel. Fader, follow my man. Uh, I'm going to follow because he's not shooting the damn ball. I mean, you, you already you already talked about it. He's got eight attempts in each of the first two games. Um, and so, you know, unless he's going to get it done with the dimes, which in game one, I mean, he almost had himself a double-double. But other than that, he's not shooting um, in these games despite being out on the court. So I, I got I to follow on this one because I don't know that he can get up above that number unless he dishes out 12 or 13 assists. Um, because he's not scoring. So I'm with you on this one. I think this is a great under bet. I don't like doing under bets because they're boring. Let's be honest. <laughs> they're boring, folks. They're boring. And that's exactly what the books are counting on, uh, is that you don't like to bet unders as a better. Right. Uh, but I think there's value in this one because, like I said, it, it's going to take um, it, it's going to take him doing it with assists like it was in game one where he finished with 19 combined um, for him to be able to get there. And I don't see that happening. Oh, keep it on the down low, Kyle Lowry. Number one. All right, let's go to the Madhouse on Madison, and it's going to be just a rocket environment at the United Center uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Everybody had written them off. Uh, My hand very much raised. I I think the Bulls even had a remote or puncher's chance of being competitive in this series. Uh, They were highly competitive in game one. I'm like, ah, that's an aberration. Their true color is going to show in game two. No. Uh, they went in a walk-in. They straight up won game two, and they they could have won easily. Game one, they were right there in the bitter end. So uh, it's all about Zach Levine and whether or not, you know, he's, if he's going to pull up for the parking lot uh, in a key moment, uh, which was a, a very low percentage shot and low basketball IQ play. But regardless, his teammate tonight, I think DeMar DeRozan is going to go ham. He is going to go off and tickle and delight the home faithful there at the UC, and I'm going to take the over on 29 and a half points uh, at minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, DeRozan went out for 41 in game two, only had 18 in game one, and he's shooting just 37.8% from the floor in this series. Uh, but, you know, the antithesis of Kyle Lowry, we're talking about the low uh, volume for him. Well, that is anything but for DeMar DeRozan. He's averaging 28 field goals attempted per game so far in this series. And if you go back in the regular season, uh, in three matchups against Milwaukee, he went 29, so got Captain Hooked on this numbered one, but went 35 and 40 in the other. If the Bulls are going to pull off the shocker of the century here and get the upper hand and go up 2-1 in this series against a team that has absolutely owned them uh, for the better part of the last couple of years, I think DeRozan has got to go off, though Milwaukee has allowed the lowest points per possession of any team in the postseason at 0.995. So, Lundy, fade or follow DeMar DeRozan being that dude tonight over 29.5 points, minus 110 at DraftKings. Oh, I will follow just because I want to see chaos. That's really what I'm rooting for right now. <laughs> You're like I Bane wanna... and Batman. You just want chaos all the time. That's all That's all I want. Look, I gave you the stat earlier this week on the podcast, folks. I told you that the last time Chicago had beaten Milwaukee with Giannis in the lineup was the day after Christmas 2017. That, that wow. was the last time the Bulls had managed to do it. Milwaukee had owned their ass until game two. Is that the boost that they need to be able to go back to the United Center? Or does Giannis show up and shut the door? I don't know exactly. I, I, I'm kind of staying away from a pick 
in this particular one. Like you talked about where the public is, but I really like this prop because if Chicago is going to do it, it's got to be DeRozan that steps up and drops a 30 burger on him. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Uh, and it could be a 40 or 50 burger. Who knows? It could be a legendary night. Channel MJ, the statue's right outside of the atrium. DeRozan, let that inspire you and fill up the cup. Uh, we got to fill out the rest of our betting card right now, Lundy. It's bonus time. I want you to punch the books in the mouth like Mike Tyson, a heckler inside a fuselage. Go. Well, it's actually, in terms of uh, punching people in the mouth, it's really what I would like to do to Will Barton, but I digress. (laughs) Um, You were listening to yesterday's pod. You know I was at the game, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know how I feel about Will Barton on uh, the Denver Nuggets. Um, And by the way, I tweeted this. Last night, there towards the end of the game, when the Nuggets were right there in it, and Barton took that shot, I'm telling you, Joker put a death stare on Will Barton like WTF, dude. Oh, my God. I thought I thought Joker was going to kill him. I thought Jokic was going to absolutely kill Will Barton. Anyway, uh, I got three bonus time picks for you. A couple of puck lines. Minnesota is at home taking on the Seattle Kraken. So lay the puck line at minus one and a half with the Wild. That's a minus 115. Same thing with the Washington Capitals on the road against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, that one's at a minus 145. Washington is wrapping up uh, a five-game road trip that's actually been somewhat successful for them. So I like both of those on the puck line. And then, Brad, I like the overs in all three NBA games tonight. But what I did is I alt-lined them down. So if you take the yeah. Heat and the Hawks at 215, if you take the Bucks and the Bulls at 215, and you take the Suns and the Pels at 205, if you do all of those overs together at DraftKings plus 195. Oh, that's kind of sexy. You know what? I'm alt-lining the sides on two of these because, look, I, I can't see – Chalk again just reigning supreme tonight. So give me the Bulls plus five and a half. And New Orleans on an alt line at plus five and a half. Again, you know, no Devin Booker in this game. No Chris Middleton for Milwaukee. Uh, Those are two, you know, gut punches for those respective clubs. That's plus 121 at BetMGM. I I think they're going to be hotly contested, hard-fought games. And as a result, I'm just getting a little bit of a cushion there. And hopefully I'll actually freaking win something in the NBA. All right, elsewhere in the NBA – uh, Zach Levine, I'll take the over on two and a half made threes uh, tonight as well. Minus 130 at DraftKings. Uh, split right down the middle. He's been under once and over once uh, in this series so far. He's shooting just 35.7% from distance. But again, it's all about that crank volume. Seven three-point attempts per game. Uh, in the regular season, he had a, a four three-point game and a three three-point game. So the two matchups he actually played, remember he had some of the knee issues, that sidelined him for a time, but he did face the Bucks twice and went over twice. So he's been over against Milwaukee in three of four games this season on this, and he shot nearly 38% from distance at home. And Milwaukee, number 19 in the NBA in the regular season in three-point percentage D. I also like the over on Chris Paul, 16.5 rebounds plus assists. Uh, he's been over once and under once in this series so far, but no Devin Booker. I know he averaged 14 combined assists and rebounds when Booker was not on the floor over a six-game span in December. 
But, man, he's going to have to pick up the slack and really carry the load for this team. I I think he's going to get there pretty close in just assists alone. This could be like a 14-15 dime kind of night. Snag a couple of boards, and there we are, cashing a ticket. All right, elsewhere in baseball, uh, give me the under on this. San Diego Padres, one and a half runs through five innings, minus 120. Uh, at DraftKings, they're facing the Dodgers. Julio Arias was brilliant on the road last season. 2.71 ERA, 13-2 and record as well. And he uh, gets San Diego 3.38 ERA last season. The Padres, number seven in runs, but number three in strikeouts. I think they slither and slunk their way to maybe a donut uh, in the first five frames this evening. And one last one, if you like the plus odds, kiddos, Nick Castellanos, uh, make sure you leave the top couple of buttons unbuttoned on your jersey as a result. He likes to expose uh, the old chest, and for good reason, because he's going to be puffing that sucker out against Milwaukee. And Freddie Peralta, who he has smashed in his career, 7 for 13, 5 extra base hits, a home run, and 5 RBI. Peralta is really struggling right now. His velocity is down. He's got a 7.71 walks per 9 so far this season, giving up 9 earned runs in 7 innings. So given the uh, perils of Peralta, uh, given the fact that Cassianos has had a lot of success against him, I think he knocks one in uh, against the Brew Crew at plus 160. And that is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly? And until next time, as always... Feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.